Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 10. Thus says the Lord, Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when the heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above all else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart and give to all according to their ways, according to the fruits of their doing. Valley Presbyterian, we follow the typical church year in our worship. We, uh, along with a good part of the Christian churches around the world, we have Advent and Epiphany and Lent and Holy Week and Easter and Pentecost and then Ordinary Time. That's what they call it, officially. <laughs> but we also know that here in Portola Valley we follow another calendar as well, and that is the calendar of the trees. If you come here regularly, you are likely to notice how the view out this window changes. You will notice how the light is different in the winter than in the summer. You will see the leaves of some trees, not the redwoods, blossom bright green in the spring and then change to orange and fade in the fall. We gather here when the sun is out and we gather when the rain is falling. We sometimes see on a Sunday morning how the forest is so still. And other mornings, like I think it was last week, where the trees were blowing and the winds were coming. And the way it is today, it could change in the middle of my sermon. When the sermon gets a little long or a little boring, the trees are always there to speak to our souls. I will say this is the easiest place to preach because, you know, like if the sermon's terrible. Much like the humans, though, trees don't get to choose how they are brought up. They don't get to control the circumstances of their lives. Some flourish. Some trees die young. Some die of old age. Other times a storm or an infestation can take a tree Trees are vulnerable, just like we are. Those who trust in the Lord shall be like a tree planted by water. Sending out its roots by the stream, it shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, 
and it does not cease to bear fruit. Let's pray. Oh God, we longed for our lives to be the picture of this tree. And we ask only that you would help us make the turn towards that direction each and every day to teach us what it means to trust you, no matter the weather, no matter the circumstances of our lives. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I don't know how familiar this text is to you, but it is imprinted on my brain. It was on a little wooden plaque in the house that I grew up in. And this plaque was not just in the hallway where one may walk by it all the time. No, this plaque was on the facing wall in my parents' bathroom. <laughs> So without getting, you know, more explicit, I'll say that I had a lot of time with this text every once in a while, and there it would be. Those who trust in the Lord shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. The text was written by the prophet Jeremiah to his people as they were on the verge of exile. Their lives were about to be completely disrupted. Their homeland was about to be occupied. They and many of their friends were about to be uprooted from their lives and taken as the spoils of a war into a foreign land to work as slaves. Everything felt uncertain and tenuous. No wonder you would have some anxiety. And Jeremiah has the, the gumption to say these words, he cuts right to the chase. Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited, in an uninhabited salt land. I think nearly all of us knows what it feels like to live in that place, to live in the parched places of wilderness and not know where to find nourishment. The curse from God in this text does not come, I don't think, as a punishment. It's more of a natural result that occurs when we trust in something other than the deepest reality of the universe, the love of God. This word, trust, we use it all the time, particularly in religious language, but it is an intimate word. In order to trust, you have to let go. You have to rely on something or someone beside yourself. You have to go outside of yourself. Trust is frightening. Trust takes the deepest part of us. Do you trust God? It's not an easy question. Trust seems to me, though, to be correlated to resilience. The t 
title of today's sermon is Spiritual Resilience. Researchers at Harvard have been studying resilience in children who have suffered trauma. And they found that children who showed the most resilience had at least one adult in their lives that they could trust. This is what the researcher said. When confronted with the fallout of childhood trauma, why do some children adapt while others bear lifelong scars that flatten their potential? A growing body of evidence points to one common answer. Every child who winds up doing well, every child who winds up doing well, has had at least one stable and committed relationship with a supportive adult. Resiliency requires trust. When a child had an adult they could trust, they could make it through extremely adverse childhood experiences. Now, I do not think that you can trust, tr turn trust on or off like a switch. Like, you know, today I'm just going to trust God. I mean, you, maybe you can, but I can't do that. <laughs> but you can cultivate it. You can turn towards trust and make micro decisions as well as large decisions all day long to turn towards God. And my experience is that God meets us in that turn. Now, what does a tree planted by streams of water have to teach us about how to make that turn? In a recent book that maybe some of you have read, The Hidden Life of Trees, Peter Volleben, a German forester, writes about the life of trees. He writes about their social life. He writes about diseases. He writes about water. He writes about the intrinsic intelligence of trees. For example, if a tree is thirsty, it puts out a measurable ultrasonic scream to alert other trees that the flow of water from its roots has been interrupted. And from then on, it takes in water more slowly, more judiciously, even when there's plenty to be had. Trees can learn how to survive and adapt. In warm weather, the, the leaves and needles of a tree transpire, letting out a vapor that allows the top of the tree farthest away from the water source to take in water through suction. A mature beach can transpire hundreds of gallons of water in a day. Right before a tree blossoms in spring, it fills up with water, and the water courses through tiny pathways in the trunk. Some trees actually expand in diameter. They are so full of water. If you put a stethoscope up to the, the trunk of a tree, you could hear the water pulsating in the trunk. In Vermont, we know this as sugaring time. When they harvest the maple syrup, we put on our pancakes and our waffles. So when Jeremiah says that those who trust in the Lord are like a tree planted by water, he's tapping, literally, into a complex and intelligent reality of living beings, trees, that judiciously and creatively negotiate the changes in weather and climate to get what they need in order to thrive. Trees do not adapt solely for their own individual needs. A deciduous tree 
planted by a stream plays a crucial role in the ecosystem of that stream. In winter, the trees bear branches, let in the maximum amount of warm sunlight that keeps the stream from freezing and allows the salamander larvae and tadpoles to stay alive. In summer, the tree's branches are so full of leaves and those shade the habitats, allowing the water to stay at a cooler temperature. The root system of a tree next to a stream makes the stream bed uneven, which also regulates the stream's temperature throughout the winter. Once the tree dies and falls into a stream, its body provides places for plants and animal life to grow and thrive. So just like the plaque on the bathroom wall, these words, trust in the Lord and be like a tree that's planted by streams of water, can go deep into our own understanding of what it means to trust in God. Here's my definition of trust. Trusting in God means acting as if there is strength available to you deeper than the surface of your immediate consciousness. In the spaces where you have reached your capacities for love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, the spirit is always there to offer more to take your roots deeper into the nourishment of God's abundance. Just as trees adapt differently depending on the season and the species and the ecosystem, so developing our root systems will look different for each of us. But the experience of the mystics and the sages tells that, us that for each of us, it will probably involve some form of silence and contemplation and prayer some engagement with our sacred texts, with scripture, some authentic and vulnerable engagement with community. Developing trust takes time and intentionality. It will take learning the, the particular steps our soul dances when it is in time with the unforced rhythms of God's grace, as Eugene Peterson says. When a tree is healthy and deeply rooted, it can withstand tremendous pressure. Foleben says that the roots of a mature tree know how to cling to the soil and rocks below so that in a storm it can withstand a force equivalent to the weight of 220 tons. The journey of trust never ends. The good news is life presents you with opportunities to practice each and every day. Trust ebbs and flows as we face new challenges. Each day we are invited to turn toward trust. And when we find ourselves in a place of trust, we find our true selves. We find who God has made us to be. We find a resilience that withstands the struggles of our lives. We have a capacity to move beyond ourselves in our own little worlds, to love and serve others. May we grow into those mature trees, planted by water, sending out our roots by the stream, withstanding the storms and droughts and uncertainties of our lives in this world. May we provide shelter 
and make space for the sunlight of God's love in the delicate ecosystem of our world that needs our nourishment and care. Amen. I'd like to invite Barbary to sing a song that uh, has become important to a few of us here. It's called Abide With Me. And I invite you to take it as a space to, to pray, to make that turn towards trust this morning and this week. I will bring a cup of water. It's the best that I can offer in the dusk of coming night. There is evidence of light with the pattering of rain. Let us bow as if in grace. Consider all the ways we heal and how our
I don't know, but I suspect that it feels like home. Oh, abide with me where it's breathless and it's empty. Yes, abide with me and we'll pass the evening gently. Stay awake with me and we'll listen more intently to something wordless 